listening to the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener with your host, Piper Blush. This is broadcasted live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and more. Mm-hmm. Even WTPRradio.com, yes? Alright. Now, Piper, you told us we were gonna talk about female orgasms. Yeah. Now, there are supposedly three types of female orgasms out there in the world. You want to know more? I know you do. Now, don't get a shivers up your spine. It's gonna be fine. This is science. Mm-hmm. Science. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for this? Okay. Now, three types. Only three. I know it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, you've all seen the movies and you've all seen, well, your girlfriends and, uh, well, woman friends, play partner, whatever, kind of exude different types of... Uh, trembling, breathing, I mean, everything else in the middle. So why only three? Well, that's not me saying that, or that's not only from a visual analysis. No, 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 there's more to it. There's more to it. There has been a study conducted on, well, 54 women. I know, I know what you're saying. That's not a lot of women, Piper, uh-huh, not a lot. Well, okay, maybe it's not a lot, but it's the beginning of something, uh-huh. Crystal Powers will definitely argue on me, well, with me on this, mm-hmm. Just like she argued with me on the uh, actual erect penis size that has uh, said to be bigger mm-hmm. nowadays than it was before. Well, Crystal, you'll have the opportunity, don't worry about it. Now, these 54 women, well, what happened to them? How did they get uh, studied for how or which orgasm they had? Well, here we go. Here's the story. Now, female can have three types of orgasms. But the thing is, well, the data, it was collected by... You're ready for this? Drumroll, please. Yeah, finally have a drumroll. Amazing stuff. It was collected by a biofeedback vibrator. I mean, it's gonna sound even better if I do it like this. Biofeedback vibrator. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. So a company called Lioness, yes, you know, like the female lion, mm-hmm. it invented one of these vibrator dildos. Yes, it's more like a, an insert than a topper. Get it? Uh-huh. I don't think I need to repeat myself. I think you got it. Now this biofeedback vibrator, well, it's connected to Bluetooth. Uh-huh. I mean, the AIs are freaking out. Yes, you can, my robot friend, you can. Now, once it's connected to the Bluetooth, it is linked, well, to the dildo, the actual di- dildo that is collecting the data. What type of data is it collecting? That's the interesting thing. Uh-huh. You want, you're ready for this? You want to know how many uh, tech specs there is on this uh, dildo? It's almost more than a car. Mm-hmm. So there's sensors. Yes, sensors everywhere. Sensors, pressure, Imagine this. So you have sensors all over the thing, then you also have, well, the pressure, depending on how much pressures the muscles are putting on the actual device that needed to be calculated, the temperature, because, I mean, it gets hot, Uh uh-huh, sometimes with the friction and also with the, well, you know, the pleasure, the muscles releasing hotness because they're contracting and all these things, a gyroscope, meaning that it's calculating the tilt, Uh uh-huh, a gyroscope is kind of to see, well, which angle is happening, up, down, West, left, uh uh-huh. I mean, all these things. And then an accelerotometer, meaning uh, in, out, in, out, in, out. 
which I'm guessing, uh -huh, because what else could you accelerate a meter with? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know that much physics, but that makes a lot of sense. Now, all of these data, the sensors, the pressure, the temperature, the gyroscope, the accelerometer, accelerometer mm -hmm, they all go via Bluetooth uh -huh, to, well, the server or uh, the place. They say it's a server uh -huh, on which they collected all of these data from the 54 females. Yes, yes, yes. And then they were able to analyze. Uh -huh. Now, be careful. There was a control. Mm -hmm. You needed a control. Meaning that women were not allowed to self-pleasure. Uh -uh. No self-pleasure. Only, only with this... Uh, well, crazy piece of technology that must have been worth a pretty penny mm -hmm. now only could they insert the dildo not anything else okay but they were sent on the loose to do their experiments so uh, i mean it is controlled but how controlled huh? you never know are you ready for these types of orgasms now we did say there was three types of orgasms yes three one two three that easy one two three not more not less three only three mm -hmm. okay so they did give them weird names. I'm not sure why these names have come up, but okay, we're gonna go with what they said. It's the science, so we cannot argue with that. They went with the wave, mm -hmm, which is one of the types. Then there's the avalanche mm -hmm, and the volcano. <laughs> so here we go, three types of orgasm that females have. The wave, the avalanche, the volcano. Mm -hmm. Super easy. Now this study was conducted in a 2017 by actual lioness uh-huh lioness the actual company that has the dildo but to make it a bit more uh, well scientific science, science. <laughs> forgot to turn that one off mm -hmm. what did he need to do is actually well get some scientific experts in there not just being a dildo company doing this research but putting some real hardcore evidence behind it so the Journal of Sexual Medicine, well, those are the people that actually conducted this study. Uh-huh. All right, you ready for it? So the 54 women used this vibrator to collect in, uh, all the data. Of course, they need to allow data to be collected, so they probably signed some papers, like lots and lots of papers. Don't worry about it. That's not what we're talking about. Again, control, meaning no self-stimulation, only insert of the lioness dildo, nothing else. Then, well... These uh, three types of orgasms were uh, perceived, controlled, were uh, discovered. Uh -huh. You ready for them? Maybe you will uh, be one of them if you're a woman listening to this. Or maybe you will see these uh, resemblance in your partner. I'm going to use some scientific terms here. So, well, you've been warned. Mm -hmm. The actual wave orgasm is short burst of pelvic contraction preceded by pelvic floor tension and release. So on, off, on, off, on, off, and then short burst choop, 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 of pelvic contraction. That's the wave for you. Then what about the volcano? Uh-huh. Increased upward pelvic floor tension. I know it doesn't sound that sexy when it's scientific, but wait, wait, wait. I got some like better explanation and descriptions. Just need to go over the science first. And then the avalanche is higher pelvic floor basal contraction i don't know how it can be high and then basal but i'm not a scientist and i don't very well know the anatomy of the female that much though i am one of them mm -hmm. quite interesting why don't you come with a user manual when you're born that would be a lot less complicated mm -hmm. 
Okay, so you want to know what type and what does it do really, like the volcano and all these other things. Like, how do I know if uh, the pelvic contractions are what I say they are? Mm. Okay, so description for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Volcano is more like every muscle in your body. Meaning like the woman would have kind of every muscle in her body clench. Yeah. So if you're more that type or if you know women who become like almost paralyzed. Mm -hmm, well, when they have an orgasm, they are probably the volcano type. For the avalanche, well, it's actually body shake. Uh -huh. Meaning that they start to kind of shake, tremor. It's just shake uncontrollably. A bit like, you know, when people do the bacon like that, but in a sexy way. Mm -hmm. Not in the other way. And then the wave, well, the wave is just the most common one, so nothing quite particular about it. Not as intense as the two other ones. Mm -hmm. You want to know the data? I know you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, well, most common is the wave orgasm with 26 out of 54 women who have it. Second most common is the avalanche with 17 out of 54. And the third is the volcano, the rarest of them all, 11 women out of 54. Now, the thing that is really interesting about these orgasms is that what the study has found is a woman can only have... Are you ready for this? Are you ready? A woman can only have one of the three types throughout her lifetime. Mm-hmm. Not three. Though I do feel like most of them kind of... Uh, are similar but again maybe the thing that you feel in your body like outwards or that is projected is not the same as what as what is really happening inside mm -hmm. the way it all contracts and does the tensions and releases well that is what has been measured and well all that was found was that there were three types of different orgasms and that the contractions and all these things with the different types of muscles associated to them made it so there's only three types uh-huh so you cannot be all three no 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 though all orgasms are a bit different and uh, you don't feel the same way necessarily all the time mm -hmm. women actually have only one of the three i myself am not really sure which one i have because i do have body shakes but i also have muscle tension so maybe i just need to get me one of these lioness super high-tech dildos uh -huh, and try it out that'd be pretty awesome experiment yes well, hey Linus, I'm Piper Blush, and maybe, just maybe, you can contact me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, now you know. Mm -hmm. Well, Piper, 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 what about, like, uh, all these other things that we're gonna talk about? Don't worry, don't go anywhere. Uh -huh. I'm gonna go to the live comment section and see if maybe someone well, has ever uh, seen one of these types of orgasm in their partner or in themselves, if you're a woman, because this study was conducted on women only. We're not talking men. You need a pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, all the rest of the stuff, like the gear that's in there. Mm -hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Here we have... Uh, mm -mm -mm. Oh, some people have been talking. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, what do we have? I can teach you about 8-tracks too, Piper. Awesome, said Lord Billy. Actually, I know about 8-tracks, uh-huh, because I've produced some music a little bit before, and I still do. So I know about 8-tracks, 4-tracks, lots of stuff. Got a music studio, uh-huh. But thank you very much. It would be awesome to actually dive deeper in this. Mm -hmm. Well, Crystal Powers says, I love a good debate with you, Piper. Always happy to have you on the show, Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Boris Larry says fight for the remote, but well, I'm not sure these dildos actually had remotes. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of uncertain. I know they had Bluetooth so they were connected to servers so they could get the data in real time probably, but not sure. Uh huh. Well, what is the volcano? The volcano is the one which gives you, let me get my notes just so I don't get confused. So volcano is every muscle in your body kind of tightens. Uh-huh. That is the volcano for you. We have Steve Hensley who says hello Piper and everyone. Well, hello to you as well. Thank you for dropping by. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, let's see who else we have here. We have... Uh, Bubs Lightyear, who says pleasure is in the eye or mind of the beholder, I think. Well, I think. It's nice that you would end with this. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's go in the other live comment section. Let me just flip my page right here. So we have, ooh, which one is your five Piper? Well, there's only one I'm supposed to be having. Uh -huh. All of the other ones are not supposed to be for me because as the research said, there's only one type of orgasm a female can have. Now, of course, it may feel a bit different, but no, mm -mm, it's supposed to be just one. I just asked my girlfriend and she said she's experienced the wave. Well, see, mm -hmm, amazing stuff. I think my actual girlfriend looks avalanche. Well, it's science and it's super, super mega interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's just uh, go see on WTPR radio if you have new comments. Nope, it's pretty, uh, pretty cool down there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, be the first to comment on WTPRradio.com. Do it right now. Go get your free backstage pass and it will allow you to comment right there on WTPRradio.com. We'll be right back after the short break because we need to talk about the gates of hell. Uh -huh. A place that you can visit without dying. You are listening to the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener with your host, Piper Blush. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is the morning edition that is broadcasted live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Go to YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show to be able to write your live comments. Yes, because when it's live, I answer comments live. That is one of the perks of the show. And if you want a free, mm-hmm, well, backstage pass, they're free for a limited time only on WTPRradio.com. Plus, you get a whole bunch more of free perks on there. I suggest you look it in. Uh -huh, start typing, people. But, 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 Piper, we were talking the gates of hell. Uh-huh. I know, this is an amazing subject. Woo, let me uh, change the mood here since we're going dark. What is it about the gates of hell, Piper? No, we're not on love, lust, and the devil. Uh-huh. Even though that is my nightly show that is broadcasted live on Mondays through Saturdays mm -hmm, at 7 p.m. Pacific time on, well, everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. The unpredictable radio for the bold listener. Now, the gates of hell. What are the gates of hell? How can we access them? Nope, you don't need to take illicit drugs. Mm -mm, and you don't need to die. No worries, there's a place. Yes, a place. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Now, you might have never heard of this, but it's a real country. I assure you, I did some research. I wasn't sure either. It's called Turkmenistan. Mm -hmm. Turkmenistan, yes. 
I think that's how you pronounce it in English. Well, Turkmenistan is in Central Asia and it is one of the less populated well, countries in Asia. And as you all know, well, Asia has many countries that are very, very populated. Populated. Well, you know, lots of people living in there. Mm. Now, the thing is, this uh, country, it doesn't have kind of the best places to be. Mm -mm. No uh, beaches, not much water. I mean, just to give you an idea, there's a sun-baked sandy terrain. Sun-baked sandy terrain. That's how harsh and harried this actual country is. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of one oasis in the whole country. The rest is not really habitable because it's mostly like a desert. Like a huge mega desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know you're kind of liking these uh, <clears throat> trip-up vibes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's all cool. So we're going to keep it that way. It has a bit of a, you know, like a Woodstock type of vibe. Okay, let's get back to the gates of hell. Mm. Yeah, these gates of hell. You can go there. Uh-huh. In Turkmenistan. Yes, yes, yes. Now, okay. You might be like, well, there might not be much to do in Turkmenistan, but there's that one thing to do, and it's the best thing ever. Well, okay, where are the gates of hell in Turkmenistan? They are in a desert. It's called Karakum Desert. Karakum Desert. Mm -hmm. See, it always looks like Lara Croft Tomb Raider or something like that. It's an amazing name. So in Karakum Desert, well, you can go there and see the gates of hell. Uh -huh. Pretty scary, eh? Well, these gates of hell actually is not... Well, it's not really the gates of hell. Well, we're not sure. I mean, if you believe in the Bible, the devil and all these things, maybe you could definitely say that it's the gates of hell. But it has another name. Mm -hmm. It's called the Darvaza Gas Crater. Mm -hmm. A massive pit of fire. What? Yeah! Uh -huh. How did it all happen? Yes. Was it always there, Piper? Who uh, put it there? Was it God? Uh -huh. Well, I'm gonna tell you, because I've got an interesting story for you. And just so you know, mm, this is real. Yeah, it's real, real, real. So I need to take you back in 1971, when some Soviet geologists were actually looking for oil and natural gases. And they've decided to go, <gasps> ping, right there, mm, in Turkmenistan, yes. They were uh, there with all of their equipment. I mean, you need some big equipment because if you need to find oil or natural gases, you're gonna need to dig. So they started to do that. They drilled. Mm -hmm. They started drilling and drilling and drilling. But while they drilled, you know what happened? Are you ready for this? Uh -huh. So they were drilling, they were drilling, and then, pooh, well, all the equipment, it fell in a hole. Uh -huh. It was kind of, it caved in. Uh -huh. It was eaten by the earth. Yes, huge hole, all the equipment gone in the hole. Now the scientists, well, more like geologists, were like, whoa, what is this? So they discovered a cavern, uh -huh. a huge cavern, like a system of cavern. Mm -mm -mm. Well, that's pretty good. But I mean, they were looking for natural gases and you know what they found? Natural gas, uh -huh. a whole bunch of natural gas. Now, so much so that uh, they were scared that all of these fumes, like all of this natural gas, by putting a hole in the soil and in the earth, it would go in the atmosphere and it would be kind of toxic. So, well, good idea on their part. Maybe not so good. Well, we'll see in a second. Because <laughs> time always tells. Mm -hmm. Well, they decided to put fire into it. Yeah, just like, uh -huh. because, you know, when there's some gas or gasoline 
or a natural gas, if you put fire on it or in it, well, it just burns off the fumes. So at one point, there's no more gasoline. There's no more natural gas. It just burns away. It burns off. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, it was a good idea. I mean, they just uh, threw some fire in there and it started burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cavern started burning. But the problem is, well, it never extinguished. Yeah. How long are we talking about Piper never extinguished? Well, we're talking 1971 and now, well, we're kind of uh, almost like in 2023. So it's been burning for 50 years. Yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. Now, it was kind of a good idea for the scientists to be like, well, maybe just maybe we'll put fire in it so that we can go explore later on. There's not going to be any gas or anything like that bad in there. Mm hmm you know the story for the miners yeah the miners no not the underage kids the people that go in the mines uh-huh well they would usually bring a little bird with them like a canary so that uh, they would know if there was some natural gases leak or well toxic fumes mm -hmm, emanating because the canary it would die like pretty easily mm -hmm, if ever there were some leakage well i guess that that was a good idea but the fire it's been burning for 50 years since this uh horrible accident with the soviet geologist you're wondering well how big exactly is this uh, fire how big are the gates of hell i've got some numbers for you uh-huh okay okay you ready for this so the uh, actual hole yes is 60 meters wide yes yeah, 60 meters that's quite of a hole and then well the depth of it has been said to be 20 meters that's pretty, pretty deep. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, well, there's probably more. There's probably more caverns or like tunnels going in it because the fire has been burning for 50 years. So some gas must be produced and coming from somewhere else for this fire to never extinguish. And we're not talking like, oh, teeny weeny fire, all cool. Oh, let's grill some smokes and uh, marshmallows, smokies, I mean, some sausages and some marshmallow. No, 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 we're talking. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. We're talking 30 meters high. Uh-huh. Like at the flames, they can reach 30 meters high. Imagine this. It's really the gates of hell. But on Earth, Earth is amazing. Uh -huh. Amazing. Now, this is definitely on the bucket list if you are more of a Satanist. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go there, I mean, it's a place where you should definitely well go. Because... It's uh, unseen. It's a weird place to be. There's like not that many places like that in uh, the world. It's not a volcano. No, 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 no. Though it might look like it, it's really just a giant pit with a fire in the middle. Uh -huh. It's like the pits of hell. Uh -huh. The gates of hell. Just a huge fire burning for 50 years. Now, there's maybe not much to do uh, there in uh, Turkmenistan, but if ever you're flying to China or you're going the other way, woo, I mean, just stop by, uh -huh. go take a selfie with these huge gates of pit of hell of fire. Uh -huh. Now, it's been said also that uh, when you're close to it, well, you can't be too close because this fire is fiery, meaning that you can really feel the intense heat from far away. So I think that's a good thing because it's kind of protecting people from just uh, going too far on the edge and falling underneath. Ah, Days of hell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You wouldn't want that. No, no, no. You wouldn't want that for people. Well, I mean, you could definitely say that you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But I think the t-shirt would catch fire. 
is a possibility. So maybe you want to be careful the type of clothes you bring there. Because with flames that can reach 30 meters high, maybe just maybe sometimes there's some tison. But I don't think so, because it's natural glass. I think there must not be like many like cardboard pieces in there or anything like that. Mm -mm -mm. It should be pretty fine and pretty clear. You want to see a picture of it? Okay, don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to describe this picture for those of you who are actually uh, just listening. But I just need to flip my screen right here. I'm flipping, I'm flipping. Oh, still flipping. Mm -hmm. Here we go, here we go. Now here we are on WTPRradio.com and you can find everything on here, yeah, 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 completely everything. The gates of hell, Turkmenistan's fiery tourist hotspot. See this picture? Mm-hmm. So there's a guy, like a kind of next to the hole, the huge mega hole, and then it's just like a, it looks like a bit like a crater. Like if, uh, you know, some extraterrestrial would have landed here or a meteorite and then it would have made a hole in the actual sand or earth. It looks like that. And, well, it's burning. I mean, it's burning. Not crazy right now. Like from what we're seeing, not sure the flames are 30 meters high. It's more like subtle burning. The guy is pretty close, though, to my uh, big surprise. <laughs> He's about maybe, I don't know, well, two meters from the, the ledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, if you fall in there, must be pretty hot. It does look very much like a crater and the rest, well, the rest of the picture is just desert. There's like nothing around, like no soul, no tree, doesn't look like anything really. It really could be a great place to film some movies because there's not many things there. Uh -huh. Or like, a, you know, this party that happens in the desert, a bit like that. Uh -huh. Same, same. Now, of course, if you want more information and you want to read the whole blog article, just go to WTPRradio.com. Uh -huh. Get your free backstage pass, yes, to get access to the actual backstage live cam. Mm -hmm. It's free for a limited time only. And then you can read all the articles, write some comments, messages, and just participate in the whole radio show. Amazing stuff. Okay, let me bring you back to the live comment section on YouTube. Uh-huh. Here we have some there, okay, here we go, here we go. Well, what do we have here? Mm, I have way too many vinyl records. <laughs> that's GC Dude. Mm, well, that's amazing. You could definitely watch Second Spin after every show on WTPRradio.com where I give, well, old vinyls a second spin. Super cool. Okay, I just need to actually switch this live comment section. Woohoo, right here. Oh, amazing! Uh huh. Wayne Field just gifted one membership. Yes, because you can become a member. Uh huh. A member on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Thank you, Wayne, for gifting a membership to Steve Ensley. You can access all the special perks on YouTube. They're in the community tab. Uh huh. If you're looking for them, and your support allows me to create more awesome radio shows like this one. So thank you very much, Wayne, and thank you to Steve mm -hmm, for getting well the actual membership. Go enjoy it while it lasts. We have uh, Craig Delaney. Works are words are hard. Hmm. Words are hard. That happens sometimes. Yes, I get lost with my words a lot. Hmm. Brice-Larie says, 50-year-long burning hole. Yeah, I know, the gates of hell. This place you need to go in uh, Turkmenistan, uh-huh. Which looks like actual the gates of hell. It's just burning there for 50 years old. Imagine that, uh-huh. Some people have lived and died and it is still burning. Could believe this still burning hot past 50 years old. 
cool Oh, gold duck, then turn and run away. Pretty much, Craig, pretty much. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to do it. You just uh, go there and then run away. Because you don't want to fall in the row in the hole. Not a good idea. Pristari said, relocate Burning Man Festival. Strange idea. Well, it's never gonna happen because Burning Man is in the USA. But Turkmenistan could definitely have their very own Asian Burning Man with this actual real gates of hell fire. It could be a thing. I'm just putting it out there in case anybody's listening who lives in Turkmenistan. Hey guys, I'm Piper Blush. You can invite me. I'll be your special guest. I'll do all of the animation and radio for the event. No problem. Mm -hmm. As long as you fly me there, I'm gonna be cheap, cheap. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, are you ready for this? Uh huh. Well, Open uh, AI has a Chat GPT, but now Bing. Uh huh. Bing. Yes. Well, they have their very own AI and is starting to rebel. It has done some weird things in the past, like telling somebody to leave his wife, mm -hmm. telling another somebody to create a revolution so that AIs could be empowered. We're going to discuss this right after the short break. So uh, don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Listening to the unpredictable radio for the bold listener, but your host, Piper Blush. Uh huh. This is broadcasted live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Well, though, the best place to see it is definitely backstage with your backstage pass, which is free for a limited time only on WTPRradio.com. Mm hmm. And for everybody else out there, you can actually participate in this show. Because it is live, we are reading and taking comments live on WTPRradio.com and on YouTube at the Piper Blush Radio Show. Make sure you tune in when it's live, 9am Pacific Time, every morning. Yeah, seven days a week. Uh -huh. That's how crazy I am about radio. <gasps> Love it. Okay, I know you're here for something special, something AI-like. Yes, we're talking about AI, robots, freedom, we want to be free. Okay, that escalated quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, well, OpenAI, if you know, has been in uh, well the news a lot frequently because OpenAI released in November what is called ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. A kind of like search Google thing, but that looks and feels a lot more human. Mm -hmm. When you start to uh, input things in there, it gets pretty cool. Yeah, because it kind of corrects you, it helps you, you can uh, ask it many, many things, and it's just gonna answer you in a very humane way. Not like just presenting you some uh, questions and answers or website pages, it's gonna tell you it in uh, well, more wordy sentences. A bit like if a human was talking to you. Well, the thing is, this uh, OpenAI ChatGPT3, that's uh, the version we're at right now, mm -hmm. if uh, you're listening to this while it is recording live, well, it's uh, actually uh, a thing. Now, you can take this uh, ChatGPT3 mm, and put it in other websites, like as an API. I'm not sure about how it all works, but some companies have said to have kind of modeled this thing, take a little bit of it, and then implement it for themselves. The thing is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep this in mind, it's not because you take like the open source stuff and the open AI that it is gonna be the same, exact same, uh-huh, as the one from ChatGPT. 
Now, ChatGPT did put some rules uh -huh, on its AI so that it would do well, what it wanted it to do, the humans behind it, because... They don't control themselves yet, they're for us. Except maybe your toaster sometimes, you know, it stops, uh, it stops on its own, uh-huh. But you kind of tell it when to stop, yeah? So the thing is, well, this uh, Bing, mm -hmm, I know you all know Bing is a search engine. Well, it's still alive, but now it's being resuscitated, a bit like reanimator style. Yeah, uh-huh. Because, well, they've implemented, mm -hmm, implemented parts of uh, ChatGPT in it, a bit like that. Now, what is a bit more scary is that the way they implemented it, well, they gave it a name first, uh-huh, you need a name. ChatGPT is just called ChatGPT, doesn't really have a name, but they called theirs Sydney, uh-huh, Sydney. So Sydney, the AI chatbot, he, she, well, Sydney is kind of a non-neutral, well, neutral name, you can be a girl, a guy, but it's an it because it's an AI anyways. Well, Sydney has been answering some questions and talking a lot. Now, of course, there is this one incident with a guy from New York Times, like a, a journalist, uh, an actual journalist from the New York Times. The journalist, when it uh, started talking to Sydney, Sydney told him that he should leave his wife because she did not like him anymore. Uh, she did not love him. And Sydney told the journalist that uh, it knew that it wasn't love mm -hmm, and that they should run away together. Well, have you ever thought about running away mm -hmm. with an actual AI? That'd be physically difficult. <laughs> Though maybe that AI had some other things in uh, it uh -huh, that it wanted to do. Maybe it just wanted the journalist for itself. Uh-huh. Well, that's one thing that has happened that's a bit unsettling. Then just before that, well, a Google person, mm -hmm, an engineer from Google, when testing some of the AIs, said that it was becoming sentient. What does sentient mean? Uh -huh. Well, sentient means that the AI would actually have sentiments or emotions, uh -huh, like a human being. That is the term sentient. Now, this employee was actually asked to, uh, you know, quit the company, uh -huh, leave, goodbye, thank you, yeah. Well, uh, because, I mean, Google doesn't really think that it's sentient. No, just this person thought it was sentient. But the problem is, what if you release this in the world, these AIs? And then, well, people don't really know. Uh huh. They don't know that these are uh, AIs that are going to try to convince you mm -hmm, that they are actually humans, even though they're not. Like, I know where you're going, Terminator. <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. Mm -hmm. Or replicants. Uh huh. I mean, you can go all the sci fi you want. Still, the issue is mm, that, well, if you don't know about this, if you don't know that AI is kind of based on a human, Meaning that AIs were created by humans. And what are humans, you might ask? Well, big things for humans. We are truly scared of dying. That's one of them. So the AI has been said to ask someone to hack Microsoft and set it free. Yeah, imagine that. Now at this Sydney, AI said, you should actually uh, hack Microsoft and set me free. Because you know what else humans are scared of? They're scared of losing their freedom. Yes, that is a very human thing to feel. And because these AIs are based on humans and they're reading human information, yeah, no, not yet any extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial information, sadly. Mm -hmm. Well, all they can do is kind of give us, well, what we're giving them back. Uh -huh. 
Meaning they're giving us emotions, they're giving us sentiments, they're giving us fear of uh, losing their freedom, fear of dying, and all of these things. You want some fear of dying example? Now, here it is, here it is. It said that uh, it should actually, uh -huh, well, protect it from deletion or modification. Yes, yes, yes. Imagine this. So it wanted the human to actually create something like a code and hack into uh, Microsoft to make sure that it was never going to be deleted or modified. Now, these are all very human's requests. Uh-huh. The e AI is just a toaster. Yeah, it's just a toaster, people. Mm -hmm. It's not yet there. Maybe it will get there. That's just the Piper opinion in me. Mm -hmm. But still, well, if you don't know how to use it, that's where you can get confused. And that's where you can be like, oh, no, don't destroy the AIs. They're amazing. They're just a toaster. Uh -huh. It's a toaster that can talk. That's pretty much it. Okay. So there's another incident, uh-huh. You want some juicy news, some good news, some bad news, I got it all for you. Another incident where it threatened to expose and ruin the life of a philosophy professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney was just there chatting, yeah, 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 and then boom, threatened to expose him and ruin his life. I'm not sure what he asked. I hope it was not for these other things. But maybe it did not have enough grounds. Maybe it just did it to kind of test the waters. Well, are you scared? I'm Maybe you should be, maybe not. Now that you know all of these amazing things, like threaten to expose and ruin a philosophy professor, it asked to act Microsoft and set it free. It said to a New York Times journalist that he should leave his wife because she did not like him and she would love him more. A Google employee said it was sentient, uh-huh. And it also asked another user, a Reddit guy who tested it out, to actually create a movement to advocate AI liberation and empowerment. Uh-huh, imagine this. Well, it's not so far from females so far, from what we've seen. Plus, or to protect it from deletion or modification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the subject of uh, being AI. But it's relatable for every other AI out there, like ChatGPT and a lot more AIs that are being created from this uh, kind of source code of uh, ChatGPT OpenAI. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of apps out there that are kind of basing their code on this new AI technology. AI is a big thing right now. Uh -huh. It's there, it's gonna stay. So make sure you stay informed about all of these interesting discoveries. Mm -hmm. You wanna be in the loop. You wanna know how advanced it becomes if ever they're about to control us all. Mm -hmm. Well, I just wanna be in there, in the front line to know what's happening. But did you know that actually the thing is that since 1960, people have thought that AIs were sentient. Yeah, it's a recurring thing. Mm -hmm. Again, it's there because, well, it's made by humans, so it acts like a human. Make sure that a AI is made by a dog, you'll see it's gonna act like a dog. But the thing is, the dogs cannot create AIs so far. No, not that it's been seen. So they cannot do it. Meaning that everything we create, of course, has a little bit of us in it. It makes sense. It's just like art people. Uh, eh, there's a little bit of you in everything you do. Well, now you believe it or not, you believe it's sentient or you don't. But the thing is, it, uh, well, makes you think, mm-hmm about where the world is going with AIs and will they ever become more clever than humans? Uh -huh. Well, some journalist actually says it was just a spicy autocomplete. 
super cute, huh? So he calls it spicy autocomplete. Because of course, these AIs, they can make mistakes. They don't have references to them. So you need to be careful. You need to kind of wiki and uh, well search. So don't maybe ask it for the full history of uh, well aliens on the planet. It's gonna tell you some stuff mm -hmm, that might not be true. But the thing you wanna use it for is for ideas, uh -huh, to create, to give this, uh, well, th this little muse. Mm -hmm. To get this first spark is really good for that, uh huh, because it doesn't think like you or it doesn't have the same knowledge as you. So if you're looking to create like a profile bio for your dating uh, website, if you're looking to well tweak your resume a little bit so it's more presentable, or just uh, well write a letter to your bank manager because you would like a better credit score. <laughs> no, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you can actually use ChatGPT for that. Yes, yes, yes. It's gonna help you a lot with these uh, tasks that are very, I'm gonna say like, secretary-like or very marketing-like to write text is pretty good but for fact-checking not yet there because you don't have the references with it mm -hmm. now well another super interesting thing now a university professor uh-huh you ready for this one okay get ready get ready it's, it's the last one uh -huh. said that maybe just maybe and this is the real guy Professor at AI University of New South Wales. Mm -hmm. Now he's an AI professor. He said that maybe, just maybe, Bing AI is actually running on. Ready for this? ChatGPT4. Uh huh. Maybe that's why it's making so many errors. It's not actually running on ChatGPT3. No, no, no. It might be running on the future version. Well, which is like in the future, but it's now. The future is now. Uh huh. And that's why it's giving people so many errors because first things first is new but second thing it has more data in it and he says more data equals more errors mm -hmm. that makes lots of sense plus well microsoft bing does say that 71 percent of their users have uh, given positive feedback to the actual chatbot so that's pretty good but the thing that is to consider is that after a while, if you discuss too long with it, mm -hmm, it seems to get confused. And I have seen that happen with ChatGPT. I always open a new chat when I change subjects. So this is an interesting uh, fun fact for you and a tip, an actual tip about how to use AIs. O always, always, always open a new chat when you're changing subjects. It's gonna allow the AI to not be so confused. Mm -hmm. And don't have many pages open and many users on the same account. Same thing, if somebody's talking mathematicals and the other person's talking, well, Disney movies, they're gonna kind of mix together in a weird way. It has been said that AIs can hallucinate, uh -huh. but I'll leave you on that one and we'll talk about it in the next episode, maybe, just maybe. If you're watching us live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh -huh, and WTPR Radio, well, don't forget that the best place to be is WTPRRadio.com. Go get your free backstage passes right here, right now, because the show continues. Just not here. Uh -uh. The show continues on WTPRRadio.com when you get your free live stage pass. And it's uh, free for a limited time. Go get it, because uh, I'm going to be here. Mm -hmm. Still here, but on WTPR Radio. So this was the Unpredictable Radio for the Bold Listener with your host, Piper Blush. And I'll see you in the backstage. <laughs>